Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today, we maliciously comply with a risk that may cost up to six figures over saving $50 a month. We'll get into that in a bit, but first. Oh, I have to resubmit my application because I never got the notification to give you more info? Alright, but I'm making darn sure you received it. So just to be clear, this is an ongoing issue slash compliance, so no nice resolution just yet, but if folks want, I can update when more happens. Also for clarity, I live in the US, so no universal healthcare, and a lot of -of out-of-pocket medical expenses. So to start, over the past 12 months, I've had to, on three separate occasions, had to get different medication tests done. First two were blood tests four months apart due to different concerns and another for a non-blood test. What I didn't know was that there was significant out-of-pocket costs for each of these tests. Like almost $300 each time that I wasn't informed of until I got the bill. Well, being paid in a high cost of living city because of my career choice, on top of student loan payments starting to back up, and a few unexpected expenses pop up, this was going to be hard to pay off. That's when I decided to apply for a financial assistance program through my insurance. Now, you would think having such a program would be nice of my insurance, which sounds not even close to Razor's temporary, and that's what I thought too. So I requested an application, filled it out, and mailed it back in June. Got a confirmation message on my insurance's app that they had gotten the application, and to give them 21 business days to review it. I figured, okay, I can wait. And wait I did, and waited, and waited. Finally, mid-August, I figured I'd check up on the application. And after being bounced around in the phone triage, I finally got to someone in customer services at insurance that doesn't sound remotely like Pfizer temporary who could give me an answer. Their answer? Oh, we never got your proof of income as requested, so we closed out the application. I said, what request? They said, we sent out a letter asking you to submit proof of income, but since we never got a response, we closed out the application. Mind you, this is not a request listed in the initial application form, nor had I ever gotten a letter or email, call, or even smoke signal from them informing me that they needed this info. I said, but I never got this letter. They said, well, we sent it out in July. I said, but I never got it. Can you guys please resend me this letter and email it to me again and not close out my application? As soon as I get it, I'll send you the info so I would know where to send it or attach it to the email. The representative agreed and you would think I would get the email and the letter. I submit my pay stubs. End of story. Well, you're wrong because guess what email never came in? Checked and rechecked and was chronically refreshing my email inbox and my junk folder. No email came in. So a few days later, I called again. Guess who claimed again that they sent the email, which once again I never got. Guess who had to call three more times in order to get someone to submit the email while I was on the phone with them before I got the freaking email. So I finally got the email, attached my pay stubs to the email and sent it back. Surely I'm done now. Nope. Within a week of doing this, I finally got the paper letter requesting the info. One day later, I got a paper letter saying, because I never sent them my pay stubs, 
they were closing out my application again. Well, as anyone at this point, saying I was frustrated and ticked would not cover it. Keep in mind, I still all this time having to make attempts to pay off my medical bills. And it's during this time that the third test had to be done so the bill grew even higher. I was told that this test was covered by my insurance. Clearly that was not true. So I call, again, to file a complaint this time and to see what the heck was going on. The freakers claimed I never emailed them back with my pay stubs and I would have to reapply. I was even told at one point, in reference to my complaint, I don't know what you're asking me to do after I clearly told them why I was upset at this point. So I have to at this point reapply? Okay, I'll reapply and make sure this time there is absolutely no way you can say you never got my application. I went and printed off a month's worth of pay stubs and printed off 10 copies each. Have to be sure I don't forget those again, right? I then printed off 10 applications, filled them all out including recalculating how much out-of-pocket medical expenses I've had in the last 12 months. Oh, that test I had after I submitted my application the first time? Can't forget to add that. Oh, I had to refill my prescription and had a copay. Better include that too. By the end, the amount listed was more than $200 more than what it was when I first did the application. Now to make sure they get it. Now, that following Monday, I went into the post office and asked for 10 stamps and to send something via certified mail. Less than $12 to enact my compliance. Every day for that week, a letter, numbered on the envelope, an application went out. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The same exact application signed and dated for the same day, same numbers. The only thing different is the number on the back of the envelope and that on Monday, I sent the first one via certified letter. Next Monday rolls around and not a peep from Visor Temporary. Oh, let's make sure all five letters didn't get lost in the mail. Another certified letter. Five more envelopes and applications with all the same information ready to go. Today, I finally got a response via email. Thank you for your application. Please allow us 30 days to review your request. Oh, but this is pretty close to what they said last time. I can't stop sending them in. How will I know for sure that they got all the info they needed this time? That is, until they finally approve my application for financial help like they should have done back in July. All throughout this story, I was just thinking to myself, it's no surprise it is this frustrating and this easy for them to be like, yeah, no, we never got it. It's intentional, right? They don't want to give financial assistance. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, Why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... 
let's say $50 a month on a cell phone bill and risk causing six figures in operational damage and damage our reputation with paying customers instead. First, I love working for this company. Honestly, I really do. It's a great company, great culture. This is just simply an example of bean counters looking to save $50 a month, getting things so horribly wrong at times. They cause six figures of lost productivity and damage reputation with paying customers. Even after it happens, there is no change in policy. I joined a new company in January of this year before working for them as a consultant. During my onboarding, I'd ask the hiring manager if I would be provided with a company cell phone or be able to expense out my monthly cell phone bill. He looked into it and HR told him, This particular position is not eligible for a company cell phone, as it does not require after-hours support. This answer actually made sense. I don't need to get involved in day-to-day operations support in my role. They also literally never called me once during my whole tenure as a consultant after hours. So, great, I don't want to work after hours. Up until last week, that policy was upheld, just like it had been during my time as a consultant. There was never a, we were trying to reach you yesterday, when I logged in the next day or any emails asking for my help after hours. So I was loving it. I want to repeat, this is not a dig towards the company. They upheld their end of the bargain this whole time. But here is the malicious compliance part of the story. I have no cell phone number listed in my email signature, nor on my internal company profile, because, hey, I don't have a company cell phone. I have a desk phone, but that's it. I talk with a lot of IT vendors in my role and I don't need them calling my personal line. I also didn't install Outlook on my personal phone or any company apps. So last week, a major update was applied to one of the platforms that fall under my purview. The actual maintenance is performed by an operations manager in their team. Things went smooth in our QA slash test environment. I signed off, my boss signed off, so everything was ready, set and go. Major update goes in. Someone incorrectly performed a few steps, even though that same person performed them just fine in QA. Things started going wrong, horribly wrong. I was nowhere to be found. I wasn't responding to emails. I had no phone numbers listed anywhere, so they did the best to troubleshoot on their own. In hindsight, the fix was relatively simple, and I definitely would have been able to guide the team. The error wasn't even related to the update. They just went down a completely different path to resolve the issue, thinking the update was the root cause. It would have taken a few hours, but we would have fixed it. But in the moment, as things were going wrong, in panic and trying to recover from the incorrectly performed steps, they somehow wiped the database. Somehow. Please do not ask me how. The backup was corrupted in this process as well and they couldn't use it to recover. Dear God. They had to go pull tape backups, which is excruciatingly slow to recover from and a week old. Monday morning, I log into my laptop and I notice the holy heck that is going on. Oh, crap. Get on a call with the operations manager. Operations manager is level-headed, no blame is thrown. Again, as I said, great company, great culture. Asks what happened to me. I told him I have no company phone. I asked for it and they said no. He just had to shake his head. Organizationally, he and I are at the same level. He just has a reporting structure and I do not. My boss and I got on a call for a debrief and he asked the same question. I gave the same answer. No company phone. He's the one that told me my position was ineligible for a company phone as it was not required for after hours support. All told, it took the team five days to recover everything. 
rerun all the transactions that were lost from the source systems, another day and a half for the business teams to validate all was well and match up the numbers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My boss did ask me if I had a personal cell phone. I tell him no. I do, but it's the principle of the whole thing. As I said, I deal with a lot of external vendors now. I don't need them bothering me on my personal line. During business hours, we communicate over Teams, Zoom, WebEx, and my landline never gets used as I'm barely in the office. He didn't question me further. So all in all, about 7 days of lost system access, productivity, operational reporting, inability to efficiently serve customers, inability to efficiently deploy frontline employees, etc, etc. One of the business directors was still putting together the operational impact, but he figured it was easily six figures. All over $50 for a monthly cell phone bill for a bunch of corporate employees who they might need to call once in a blue moon. The funny part is a majority of IT is eligible for a cell phone because they are required for after-hour support. I estimate maybe 60 of us across all of IT aren't eligible due to our roles. Bean counters. Gotta love them. That being said, I did give my personal number to the operations manager for future emergencies. At the end of the day, I don't want my team and friends to needlessly suffer if I can help. Honestly, I love what OP did here. If I was working in a situation like that, I wouldn't want to have a situation where they feel completely fine and comfortable calling me at the middle of the night when they didn't want to formally approve anything that would entail me properly doing that. You don't want to give me on-call hours or a company cell phone? Then don't expect that you can just wake me up at 3am to have me come in for an emergency. This next story is update. Oh, I have to resubmit my application because I never got the notification to give you more info? Alright, but I'm making darn sure you received it. First of all, I want to thank everyone who responded, provided support, and upvoted my last post. I honestly didn't realize I would get such a huge response. Most of the response was positive, and those that weren't, you know who you are. I didn't expect an update that didn't result in the completion of the saga, and since many of you all asked for an update, I thought I would provide it. So after sending in my 12th application yesterday, this morning after my start time at work, I got a call from my insurance. They remarked on the voicemail, since I couldn't answer because, well, I was at work, that they got two applications, not anywhere close to the 12 that I had already sent in, 13 after I stopped by the mailbox today, in a confused tone. They also decided to drop another bomb on me. So when I was originally told that they needed more info from me, specifically proof of income, something not listed as a requirement in the application process, I was told they needed my last two pay stubs. I get paid every two weeks, so this would add up to a month's worth of pay stubs. Well, these clowns have changed their story again. Now they have decided that they need two months worth of pay stubs. I honestly don't know which I should be madder about right now. The fact that they changed their story again 
or the fact that out of 12 new applications over more than two weeks at this point, they have only gotten two of them. I wonder what their reaction is going to be when they actually realize what I'm doing. Once again, I think this is just further and continued evidence that they are trying their best to just tire you out to the point where you just go, forget it, they're not going to pay me back anything. At this point, what do you do? When you send in the next 12 applications, do you include 4 months just in case? You might as well just include a copy of last year's taxes in your social security card too, right? Thankfully, in all of my experiences in dealing with insurance in the healthcare system, I've never struggled in the way OP has here. Although I'm not gonna lie, I have been caught on the hook for some expenses that the insurance was like, nah, I don't really want to cover that. But I've even had relatives that dealt with this exact situation and it feels hopeless because unless you just dedicate your afternoon to constantly trying to chase down somebody that will finally reply, it's like what do you do? It's just easier just to give up and go into debt. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.